This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for that beautiful medley to begin our recording tonight of this podcast broadcast. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tag and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen, who will be reading our lessons and sharing a children's message with us. Thanks to our recording engineer, Brad Anderson, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast 
available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail uh, at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Debbie and Lauren Tagg in thankfulness for 45 years of marriage. And we want to thank Debbie and Lauren for their generosity in sponsoring this broadcast. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We are just beginning the season of Advent. As you participate in our worship service, you may want to have a blue cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. Through this season of Advent, which will be until uh, Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, I'll be using, as the beginning of each of the service, a prayer that we'll be using in church for the lighting of our uh, Advent wreaths. And I'll also be using a little different um, confession and forgiveness that goes with the Advent season. So would you pray with me as we do this uh, Advent wreath lighting prayer, please? We praise you, O God, for this evergreen crown that marks our days of preparation for Christ's Advent. As we light the first candle of this wreath, rouse us from sleep, that we may be ready to greet our Lord when he comes with all the saints and angels. Enlighten us with your grace and prepare our hearts to welcome him with joy. Grant this through Christ our Lord, whose coming is certain and whose day draws near. Amen. And we continue then with our confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who alone does wonders, who lifts up the lowly and fills the hungry with good things. Amen. Let us confess our sin, trusting in the tender mercy of our God. God, for whom we wait, in the presence of one another, we confess our sin before you. We fail in believing that your good news is for us. We falter in our call to tend your creation. We find our sense of self in material wealth. We fear those different than ourselves. We forget that we are your children and turn away from your love. Forgive us, blessed one, and assure us again of your saving grace. Amen. Hear then this absolution. God in Christ has looked with favor upon you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, your sins are forgiven. You are children of the Most High, inheritors of the eternal promise, and recipients of divine mercy. God strengthens you anew to follow the way of peace. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come again and do our gathering hymns.
Thanks again, Jim and Debbie, for those lovely songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. With your abundant grace and might, free us from sin that would obstruct your mercy that willingly we may bear your redeeming love to all the world. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I invite Kathy to come and read our lessons and do our children's message for us. Kathy? The first lesson comes from 2 Samuel, chapter 7, verses 1 through 11 and verse 16. King David was settled in his palace, and the Lord kept him safe from all his enemies. Then the king said to the, the prophet Nathan, Here I am, living in a house built of cedar, but God's covenant box is kept in a tent. Nathan answered, Do whatever you have in mind, because the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord said to Nathan, Go, and tell my servant David that I say to him, you are not the one to build a temple for me to live in. From the time I rescued the people of Israel from Egypt until now, I have never lived in a temple. I have traveled around living in a tent. In all my traveling with the people of Israel, I never asked of any leaders that I anointed that they should not build me a temple made of cedar. So tell my servant David that he, that I, the Lord Almighty, say to him, I took you from looking after the sheep in the fields and made you the ruler of my people. And I have been with you whenever you have, wherever you have gone, and I have defeated all my enemies as you advanced. I will make you as famous as the greatest leaders in the world. I have chosen a place for my people, Israel, and I have settled them there where they will live without being oppressed anymore. 
Ever since they entered this land, they have been attacked by violent people, but this will not happen again. I promise to keep you safe from all your enemies and to give you descendants. You will always have descendants and I will always make your kingdom last forever. Your dynasty will never end. The Psalm this morning is Psalm 89 verses one through four and 19 through 26. O Lord, I will always sing of your constant love. I will proclaim your faithfulness forever. I know that your love will last for all time and that your faithfulness is as permanent as the sky. You said, I have made a covenant with a man I chose and I have promised my servant David, a, des a descendant of yours, will always be king. I will preserve your dynasty forever. In a vision long ago, you said to your faithful servants, I have given help to the famous soldier. I have given the throne to the one I chose from people. I have made my servant David king by anointing him with holy oil. My strength will always be with him. My power will make him strong. His enemies will never succeed against him. The wicked will not defeat him. I will crush his, crush his foes and kill everyone who hates him. I will love him and be loyal to him, and I will make him always victorious. I will extend his kingdom from the Mediterranean to the Euphrates River. He will stay, say to me, you are my father, my God, and you are my protector and savior. The last reading comes from Romans chapter 16, verses 25 through 27. Let us give glory to God. He is able to give, make you stand firm in your faith according to the good news I preach about Jesus Christ and according to the revelation of the secret truth which was hidden for long ages in the past. Now, however, that truth has been brought into the open through the writings of the prophet, and by the command of the eternal God it is made known to all nations, so that all may believe and obey. To the only God, who alone is all-wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. Today I want to talk with you about mothers. Right now, let's just think about your own mother. What color is her hair? Is it brown, blonde, or maybe it's red or black? Now think about the color of your mom's eyes. Are they blue, brown, green? Picture your mom's hands. Are they small, large? Do they have long fingers or short fingers? And when your mom smiles, smiles, do, do, does her eyes light up? Well, today is the first Sunday in the Advent season. Advent comes right before Christmas. The Advent season is all about waiting for something important to happen. And we know what that important event is. It's the birth of Jesus. We know who the mother of Jesus is. It's Mary. Mary was waiting for her little baby to be born. She was waiting for Jesus. We really don't know what Mary, the mother of Jesus, looked like. Was her hair brown or blonde? Maybe. 
Were her eyes blue? Maybe. Were her hands small? Or maybe they were large. How was her smile? The thing we know about Jesus' mother, Mary, was that she was waiting for this important baby Jesus to be born. Mary would be taking care of this baby Jesus, just like your mother takes care of you, with loving arms and high hands to hold you and comfort you, with a mother's smile that shows love and compassion, and with eyes that show you how much she cares for you. So the next time you see your mother, give her a big hug. Tell her you love her. And also say thank you for all the things she has done for you. And then do the same to Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, your mother Mary loved you very much. Help all of us to love one another in that same way. In Jesus' name, amen. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? The child that you delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kissed the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know? that your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nation? Did you know that your baby boy would miss heaven's perfect land? The sleeping young child you're holding is the great I am. Mary, did you know? Thanks, Kathy, for reading our lessons and for the children's message and for that lovely song about Mary. Fits perfectly with our Gospel lesson for this Sunday, which is all about Mary. So the gospel is from 
the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, some years ago, I was in Bangladesh, one of the most densely populated countries in the world, visiting the LAM Hospital and School. LAM is an acronym that stands for Lutheran Aid to Medicine in Bangladesh. As part of that visit, I spent a couple of days at the school in the hospital compound, visiting some of the classes and talking to the students, who could all speak at least some English. One of the classes, reading was with mostly 13 and 14 year old girls. And I got the chance to listen to five of them read a paragraph or two in one of their favorite books. They were all pretty and four out of the five were giggly, smiling and laughing with me, at me. Who knows, but it was great fun to sit with them. One, Rena, a dark eyed beauty was quiet and serious. She read from her book carefully and precisely and then looked up at me. I praised her reading ability and thanked her for sharing this passage with me. Finally, she, gave a little less, she became a little less serious and gave me the tiniest smile. I share this encounter with Rena because I imagine that Mary was a lot like her. Not so giggly as the other girls her age, but dark-eyed and serious, already engaged at the age of 13 or 14 and looking at the world around her with quiet reflection. And then the angel Gabriel came. There are five things that strike me about Mary and her encounter with the angel Gabriel in our gospel text today. And these five things then suggest for me some significant things about our lives too. Let me name those five things and then tell you what, what I think their connection is to you and to me. First, Mary is loved and favored by God who is with her. Gabriel begins his message here with this very strong, encouraging, and affirming word. Second, 
Both here and after Mary hears the news Gabriel has to tell her, Mary is described as perplexed, pondering, and perhaps fearful. Third, Mary is chosen to give birth to the Son of the Most High, to Jesus. Fourth, Mary is promised that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And finally, Mary says yes. Yes to Gabriel and yes to God. Now we Lutherans don't hold Mary in the same esteem as do our Catholic sisters and brothers. But in one very important sense, there would be no Christmas without her and no Christ. And for that, we owe her our deepest gratitude and respect. What is more, Mary is a wonderful example for each of us. And the things I've shared about Mary from our gospel text today can be said about each one of us. And one of those things that I shared about Mary becomes an important question for us. So here again are those things. Like Mary, God loves us and is with us and gives us his favor. The Bible is clear about that over and over and over again. And like Mary, in a profound way, we are each chosen by God to give birth, quote unquote, to Jesus in the midst of the lives we lead. Like Mary, it may be scary at times and we may well wonder what it all means. But God depends on us, on each of us, to bring Jesus to a hurting and waiting world. And like Mary, God promises us that the Holy Spirit will be with us and his power will surround us. And the question I mentioned for each of us today, well, it's this. Will we be like Mary in how we respond to God as he waits for us to say yes? Yes to him and yes to bringing Jesus into a world desperately longing for hope and hungry for love. Let me try to suggest one example of what that might look like. And there are many, 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 many different ways that that might happen. So this is just one. Some years ago, a week or so before Christmas, I was traveling in Iowa doing workshops for staff members at nursing homes. Joshua, my oldest son, was about 12 at the time, and I remember that what he really wanted that year was a teenage mutant ninja turtle in full battle gear. I think Donatello was the particular one he wanted. Anyway, they were all sold out in Sioux Falls where we lived, and I was feeling badly that Josh wouldn't get the one thing he was really hoping for. So I was driving one evening through Iowa between nursing homes. I came across a Walmart and, hoping against hope, I stopped to see if there might be a Donatello in stock. I went right to the toy section and I can still remember the elation I felt when there was the exact figure with all the right extras on the shelf. I almost literally jumped for joy. Nothing like a teenage mutant ninja turtle in full battle gear to put you in the Christmas spirit. I paid for Donatello and headed out the door feeling a sense of satisfaction and joy. And that's when I saw him. A ragged, middle-aged man standing off to one side holding a cardboard sign. I'm hungry, we'll work for food. I hesitated, pondering and wondering and fretting about what to do. As far as I could tell, the angel Gabriel was not on the scene, and I didn't hear a voice saying, Hail, O favored one, or even a quiet voice saying, 
Hey, Greg, I used Donatello to get you to stop here, but this homeless man is the real reason you're here. Now it's time for you to give birth to Jesus to help bring him into this man's life. No, I didn't hear a word, but I felt God calling me just the same. And though reluctant and uncertain, I did say yes. I went to the man and asked him to join me for dinner at the McDonald's right inside the doors of the Walmart. We sat and ate together, and between awkward silences and funny looks from shoppers passing by, I heard a little of his story. A lost job, a drinking problem, a broken marriage. I listened and I prayed silently for him. When we parted, I gave him what cash I could and said simply, God bless you. So I left the Walmart parking lot with Donatello stashed safely in the back seat. I remember feeling a much deeper sense of joy and peace than when I discovered the teenage mutant ninja turtle in stock in the store. Like with Mary all those years ago, the Christ child and Christmas had come close and my life had somehow shifted and changed because of this encounter. Well, we have just begun the Advent and Christmas seasons. Gabriel's announcement to Mary in our gospel text today reminds us that like Mary, we are loved and favored and chosen by God. Like Mary, God gives us his Holy Spirit and empowers us. And like Mary, we are called to take the love of God has given us and give it away, in a sense, to give birth to Jesus wherever and whenever we encounter a world in need, or perhaps just a hungry, homeless person waiting and watching for a little Christmas miracle. Amen. I said a prayer for you today and I know God must have heard I felt the answer in my heart Although he spoke no words I didn't ask for wealth or fame I knew you wouldn't mind I asked him to send treasure of a far more lasting kind I ask that he be near you at the start of each new day to grant you health and blessings and friends to share your I said a prayer for you today, and I know God must have heard. I felt the answer in my heart, although he spoke no words. I
We continue then as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession. and come quickly to this weary world. Hear our prayers for everyone in need. Gracious God, all generations call you blessed. In this holy season, we pray for our neighbors of other denominations and faiths. Inspire the faith of their people, cultivate understanding among us, and strengthen us in love and service to our community. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Creator God, you scatter the proud. Everything we have belongs first to you. Bless and protect the seas, mountains, plains, forests, skies, and soils that surround us. Give us humility as we tend them. And thank you for the harvests that are coming in now. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Righteous God, you humble the powerful and lift up the lowly. We pray for the leaders of all nations that they amplify the voices of people in need. Guide all people entrusted with leadership to create societies in which everyone can flourish. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Compassionate God, you fill the hungry with good things and send the rich away empty. 
Nourish those who lack access to adequate food and nutrition. Bless the work of advocates, community organizers, and food pantries. Encourage us to provide for their neighbors and our neighbors in need. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Healing God, you pour out mercy to all who cry out to you. Surround everyone in need of healing in body, mind, or spirit with your tender presence. And especially we remember Tammy and Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Andy Elmer, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Tim Elmer, and John Olson. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Eternal God, you are faithful to the promises you made to our forebears. We give thanks for the ministry of Katie Luther and other ancestors who organized, planned, dreamed, encouraged, and reached out as they served you. We give thanks for the bold leadership of female leaders in our own time. Inspire others with their steadfast witness. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Draw near to us, O God, and receive our prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, listen to your children pray. Before I continue with the sharing of the piece, just some additional announcements that I should have shared at the very beginning of our service today related to Advent and Christmas um, season and to special services in our Neighbors United in Christ Parish. So on December 19th, the Jesus and Me, our Sunday school kids, will have their Sunday school program as part of our service, which begins at 9.30 at Trinity Lutheran, and that's again December 19th. Our Christmas Eve service this year will be at Duranda, and that will be at 5 p.m., so December 24th at 5 p.m. And then our Christmas Day service, the 25th, will be at Little Falls at 9.30 a.m., and because that's a Saturday this year, we've decided that the following Sunday, the 26th, there'll be no church. We won't have church here at Neighbors United in Christ. So just some additional announcements related to special services in this Advent Christmas season. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. And I'll invite you to bless yourself for someone you're worshiping with using the Trinity formula, which is 
Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. As you consider that, I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come again with an offering song. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting We'll do then our offering prayer. Would you pray with me, please? Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We pray together then our Lord's Prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee all the follies of sin I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. If Let 
Listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. No matter what may 